You guys know one of the things that I absolutely hate doing is finding a new barber. You know, if you are a black man, you know how difficult it is to find somebody to cut your hair right, right? And not feel like you have to explain to them every single time. I remember when I first moved down here to Orlando, I actually hadn't found a barber here yet, so I decided to continue to go back to Jacksonville every other week to get my hair cut. Obviously, that wasn't a viable solution. But search no more, because I have the best barber there is. His name is Jose, and he works at DNC Barbershop here on Hiawassee Road, 2736 Hiawassee Road. This guy is one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet, and he does good work. Like, I can go in and say, hey, I want this, I want that, and it's at a reasonable price. So if you guys are local and you're looking for somebody to cut your hair, search no more. Go down and visit him at DNC Barbershop at 2736 Hiawassee Road. And just tell him that Reggie sent you. Now, I can't guarantee he'll do something for you, but he knows who I am. Check him out. Worthy Cakes and Supplies. It's the best way to eat cake. Let me tell you why. Miss Worthy and family makes every cake you can think of with love as the ingredient. Red Velvet, which is a fan favorite, birthday cake, and my all-time favorite, chocolate peanut butter, and many more. And if it's your slice of cake, get it? Cake? Anyway, they custom make cakes gluten-free and keto too. So there's something out there for everybody. Made in mason jars as well as custom cakes designed, made at request. You can visit them at the Winter Garden location at 13391 West Colonial Drive or at www.worthycakes.com. You can also get your cake supplies there too. Worthy Cakes and Supplies, it's the best way to eat cake. I can hear myself, so I guess you're gonna get. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Taqueria El Alacran at 758 South Buford Avenue in Ecoe. Hello, finally, finally, finally. Don't do that. Don't do finally. that. Those who know me know that I'm a stickler for time. I hate when, you know, we say we're going to do something and then minutes pass at that time that we say we're going to do something. Don't do that. All right. Do that. I will say this. I did tell them about 630 and I was actually behind. So I will take that L. 
for being late. Yes. Um, I did say 6.30 for him. So um, go hard on him in the comments, please. But then feel some sort of remorse and tell him you're sorry. So, you know, however way you y'all want to process that. Um, how are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm hungry. Good, good. Getting ready to eat here pretty soon. No. Um, and I actually, you know, have another interview at eight that's supposed to be happening at eight. We'll see oh, if you're a media mogul. We'll see. We'll see if it happens because they reneged on me before, and um, I'm gonna have to figure out how I'm gonna do this setup because I have no idea. Wish I had a piece of paper. Maybe, I would cry. And... <laughs> maybe I should take my iPad just to, not my, not my iPad, but my uh, computer. Maybe I'll do that and then just record. So anyway, that's some off the wall uh, back house stuff. Um, Jamal Bivens is in, is in the house. You guys should remember him from uh, season two where we talked about retail. Um, and what I'm doing this season, I'm also, I'm going back and revisiting some of the episodes that I've done and just catching up with people. And, uh, you can't hear me. I, I can hear you. I'm just okay. turning up the volume a little. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're just going back and checking on everybody. You know, we had to come to grips with our new normal. This whole pandemic thing wasn't done. And in 2021, we became pros and, uh, it's time to catch up on, uh, some of the folks that we talked to. And I know you guys, if y'all anything like me, like on podcasts, they have somebody on, I'd be like, I wonder what's going on with that person. So I figured I'd do the same uh, here. So welcome, Jamal. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be in the number. Thank you very much. So I, I want to ask, why haven't you started your podcast yet? <laughs> it's funny because you're not the first person to ask me that. Um, mm -hmm. Honestly... I think sometimes I don't find myself that interesting. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes I don't think I talk about things that are super important. And a lot of the important things that I feel like we need to discuss, most people aren't entertained by. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, I haven't really dedicated a set time to actually do it. Um, I, usually my schedule's all over the place, but you know, now that I have a lot of free time, <laughs> mm -hmm. I might decide to do a little something something. I understand. I get it. Yeah. So, let me see here. No, I don't even know. Oh, now I see me. Did we lose you? Are you still with us? Okay. Can you hear me? There we go. Okay, now yeah. I hear you. What's funny is, well, what's funny, and I'm scared because I don't know how this is going to play out. I hear you on my, my laptop. I'm thinking I'm supposed to hear you in my headphones. Oh. So, I mean, and that's the way that it normally is. Um, but I guess this is just for me monitoring my, myself because I can hear my voice and I want to just know if I'm too loud. Um, gotcha. You know, as professional podcasters, you know, we have to make sure. The likes of you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just the voice. the voice is the only thing that people have. I mean, they're going to be able to get the audio or the visual element of it. You know, I figure I got to have my audio straight because the last couple of times I did uh, my podcast, it was loud. And um, yeah. And the thing is, is I had the same monitor setup that I had on. I don't know what happened. But 
you know, maybe whatever. you're in a different room. Maybe no, no, no. This is this is my studio. I so. don't know. It's it's, it's it's my studio, but I don't know what I think it was. I was just a little too close, and I also had the volume for the mic loud, so oh, um, pick up. I don't want it to pick up the ambient noise. But anyway, that's that's back house stuff. Let's let's. I asked Jamal this very specific question, and that question was, "Why don't you have your own podcast?" And I'm assuming you didn't get my answer, so I no, because I, I had I did something to myself and I exited out, and then I was like scared because I'm like, "What's going on?" And <laughs> and you went away, and I was sitting here looking at I, myself like, I, I, okay. this is, you know, this is live, right? Here. It's kind of live, but not really. But you need to get it together. You've been doing this for how long? Um, so that was what was going on in my mind. So thank you for that. It's okay. We love you anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> We love you in spite of. I appreciate um, that. <laughs> but to answer your question, um, I don't think that I speak of, <clears throat> I don't think I talk about things um, that are interesting to like a large audience, if you will. I think some of the important things that we do talk about that I would be interested interested in, I probably wouldn't have a great fan base in, um, mm-hmm. especially as opinionated as I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't really set enough time together to actually do a podcast. Um, okay. Now that I have a lot more free time <laughs> lately, we're going to get to why he's saying that here in a second. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why he's saying that he has so much free time. There's, there's, um, yeah, you guys are going to have to listen to the whole episode to find out. Okay. Oh, it's a doozy. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing I will say in terms of you know podcasting is it it, it definitely. I mean, obviously, it's about having an audience, right? That's that's a big portion of it. But I will say that it has informed a lot of my growth over the last two years. You know, just mm-hmm. with you know trying to to number one be a voice for my mother, you know, who passed away, and also allowing me to sit in my emotions because I process stuff in real time, especially when I'm doing mm-hmm. podcasts. So. Um, you know, I think it's definitely, and I also wanted to ask you this, how many followers you have on, um, Instagram? I don't know, actually. Um, okay. 2,600. Right. How many followers or people you have friends on Facebook? Oh God. Uh, 40, I think 4237. <laughs> so he's talking about, he don't have a follower or fan base. Come on. This is the only... Well, that I know that I, mean, I can have, I can have. No, go go ahead. Say what you were gonna say. The only person that I know that's regular that could have fifty thousand comments on a picture of him doing this, <laughs> and people are trying to figure out what is this. You know, it's crazy. It drives me nuts. But hey, it works. But it's only. But see, that's not consistent. That's only something shocking. Like you know, when I cut my hair, it got yeah. Like, 500 comments. Mm-hmm. That's the most I've ever had on mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. If I'm just lounging in the background talking about Happy Monday, I might get four likes. So yeah. it's like, while I might have an audience, I might not have that engagement. Right. You know, I get that. The engagement part of it is part of what we do, but you also have to, you have to be a little bit of a narcissist too. You know what I'm saying? Like um, To be able to, because you have to believe in your own voice. And you have to believe in yourself enough to say, I have value in, in, in what it is I'm trying to say. 
I, so, absolutely. And I don't see you and as being narcissistic at all. Not not in that. I was going to say, I, no. I, like, in one end, I'm like that with music. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to sing regardless. I don't this care. How you, what you take from it is what you take from it. But Good. something as public as this, um, which is kind of weird because music is very public as well. Mm-hmm. But something like this, where you have mm-hmm. to, like, kind of engage and get people to zone in, it can be right. kind of tough because I'm not, like you said, and you know, I'm not very narcissistic. I'm not very um, self-serving or anything like that. So it's, mm-hmm. it can be tough. So if I want to get some type of interaction, I have to do something like, bam, like, mm-hmm. hello, good morning. You know, mm-hmm. otherwise people would be like, uh, what is Jamal talking about today? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I understand. Yeah, and obviously you guys know we know each other. We're friends in real life, so, you know, I'm I'm hip to it. So it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, I know that. Um, We've been friends now for about 12 years, I think. I think so, 12, 13 years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, you're right. Um, Yeah, we've known each other for quite some time. Uh, I think 08, I think. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah, true. When my, when my father passed away, so yeah, yeah. Ooh. So, so we old. got we got we definitely got some history in our you know. So, um, but yeah, um, I think you should do it personally because I, despite what you may think, um, I definitely think that you have a um, you have something to say. Um, As I usually do. <laughs> yeah, you have something to say, and you do have an audience of people that would listen to you. So there's that. Um, well, I appreciate the encouragement. Thank you. Um, and if you if you actually knew, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can't see you anymore. You ah, uh, son of a biscuit. Ooh, how am I going to do this? And yet you were worried about me and my connection issues. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. Okay, start cam. I'm still here. He's not. Um, uh, how y'all doing out there? How you doing? Y'all doing all right out there? How you doing? <laughs> He's worried about me. Okay, I'm gonna do this. This because I need to charge my uh, uh, MacBook. <laughs> ah, what is happening? I don't understand. I'm going to see, now. Uh, see how. I'm in my normal light that's up here on my ceiling. I ain't got one of those circle lights. I ain't trying to be all fancy. It took me 20 minutes to try to connect in Bluetooth to this. Oh, my God. And I'm still here consistently. No. I can't speak for other people, and I can't say anybody's names, but I'm sure Reginald knows who I'm talking about when I say that, apparently. <laughs> and I'm going to let y'all know, this is all, I'm not editing any of this shit out. I just want to so. Um, and now I have a problem <coughs> with the charging. This is too much. I cannot take I it. Boom, boom. <sighs> Whereas I, I'm, I, you I know, hovering at about eighty-two percent. You know, give me the. Scrum. I can do this all day, people. I'll be here all night. All right. Get a scrum <laughs> to be able to. Now y'all gonna hear my mic go out. Oh. Well, while we wait for him to return, um, we'll just. Let's sing an old Negro spiritual, why don't we? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's not. <laughs> How y'all doing out there, though? Let's drop some of these comments. Talk to us and ask. let us know how you're doing out there. What's going on? I want to see some comments. Talk to me. 
I mean, I'll probably answer them at a later date because, you know, I'm trying to focus on this. And he's struggling. Oh, oh. I am struggling. I'm so upset. upset. How are you hosting a show and this is happening? You're right. How are you? Okay. You You can hear me on the mic, right? Yes, okay. I hear you on the mic. <sighs> I hear you on the one and the two. <laughs> the one and the two. Uh, to everybody out there who are interested in, you know, becoming a, a podcaster, I have to hear myself. I can't. Sorry. Who are who is interested in in becoming a podcaster? Make sure your stuff is working, because uh, time waits for no man. Okay. And let's let's talk about how he called me like three or four times because I hadn't clicked on the link fast enough because I wanted to make sure that my stuff was working appropriately as it is and has not wavered or faltered in these whole 15 minutes we've been talking so far. How many times have y'all seen me up in here and I ain't never had issues like this. So don't, don't do me, please don't do it. It only takes one. I'm a professional. (laughs) I'm a professional, quit playing. Yes, you are. You're not gonna you're not gonna do me like that on my own show. Uh, <laughs> we can do this because you normally if I didn't know him, I would just hang up and be like, I don't want to talk no more. Um, same here, same here. Okay, here the delight of this interview. Um, <laughs> make it happen. We 15 minutes in. It's good. It's gonna be a good ride. I already know. It is absolutely. Um. So, yes, we were talking about how long we've known each other. Yes. And then my camera went out. So let's skip mm-hmm. over that. Um, I like the other camera because it's HD. This one is just the standard camera on the Mac. Um, but but I still hear you fine, so it's okay. Okay, good. Um, your boy is booked and blessed. I had an interview earlier today, which went really well. Um, I your interview, I you know was able to lock it down yesterday, and then the interview that I'm doing tonight at eight. Um, I was able to lock that down this app when I went and got my haircut because this is my barber. So, um, oh, nice. This this show has turned into, you know, more than just Reggie's assortment of thoughts. It's really mm-hmm. being able to spotlight people, especially Black folks and you know Brown people too, um, because Absolutely. I'm all, you know, we have a different experience, and I just want to make sure that I take the time that I take to be able to cultivate that that uh, that space. So I take this, and this- if if I may, I want to con. Um, <laughs> I was going to say condemn. We don't want to condemn. I want to condemn you, Reggie. Um, I want to condemn. Horrible. horrible. <laughs> What'd you say? Say that again? I said you want to condemn me because what happened when my computer was horrible. <laughs> computer. <laughs> <laughs> Dang this damn computer. Damn this, no, I, I want to commend you seriously because I've seen, you know, the groundwork you've put in to make this show what it is. I've seen, you know, the, your very, 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 very humble beginnings. Yeah. <laughs> you were part of those, that humble beginning, because he's <sighs> what was going on. <laughs> but you know what? I think that's what makes things like these entertaining, is mm-hmm. that we get to see people exactly how they are. You're not sitting in some grandiose studio that you probably didn't even, it isn't probably even yours, that you probably rented out just for the experience. You're actually in your house, mm-hmm. you know, doing your thing how you see fit. And, and that must be commended, honestly. I mean, kudos to you. And I'm not even kidding. Like, not even just saying I appreciate that. that. You know, I, I'll give him his 10 bucks, you know. Um. 
um, but we we gonna get down to the real nitty gritty here. Um, yes, what's up? What's up? So you're you're in Jacksonville. You went to Ju, correct? I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you worked in an assortment of uh, retail spaces. I um, sure did. And your most recent um, place was Colts. Okay, I was like, did you forget? No, no, no I didn't. <laughs> I was, I, I was really trying to see if it was okay for me to say that. Um, oh no, it's perfectly fine. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. as, as of recent, and like I said, I'm going to make you guys listen to the whole episode. He no longer works for Coles. Mm-hmm, um, that's correct. But we're going <coughs> to, can, depending on how this goes, we'll try to see if we can get a little detail behind what happened with the whole situation, if he's feeling up to. So This is going to be like an exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> so that means you're going to have to promote this with your 49 followers, 4,900 <laughs> followers, plus your 2,600 <laughs> followers. So if we you add that over 7,500 or something like you that. Know, you know, Math you know. is not a strong suit. So, you know, I can barely talk as y'all can see and keep a podcast going. So, we, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, when I when I met Jamal, I was also in the retail space too. I actually didn't get out until like maybe four years ago now. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have to say that I do not look back. I do not look back. Um, retail takes a special kind of person. Um, it takes a special kind of, of, of uh, self-starting ability to be able to oh, do absolutely. it day out. And especially if you're management and you are a person of color, your experience is going to be vastly different than anybody else because they always going to bring your blackness into the room no matter what. Even if you go in there and you're the most non-white or non-black black person there is, they're going to be about <laughs> race. That's just... You know, y'all yeah. wonder why we talk about it. Those racists out there, while we talk about it, if you don't talk about it, it don't exist. It's because Absolutely. it's in the room before we even come there. So, you know, why not address the elephant in the room? You know, it's funny you said that exactly. That's why I always have a problem with people who say they don't see color, yeah. because that's probably one of the biggest lies people tell themselves. I think, you know, as a, as a people, if you mm-hmm. will, what we should do better is saying yes I can see that you're black, but I'm not going to treat you differently because of it. Right. That's a little bit more honest than I don't see color. Girl, you white, you white as snow. I see it. Exactly. Yes. And, and I'm not going to treat you differently because of it. Simple as that. I don't know why that's such a hard concept to grasp. And the conversation is really about being anti-racist. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You know, it's it's not about not doing racist things is actively making the decision to be anti-racist. And what that means is, is stopping yourself. Like what you just said with mm-hmm. having, thought, oh, well, he's black and going with your first line and saying, well, I'm going to treat him differently, but exactly. having that moment, taking that beat to say, you know what? He's black. I don't know him. I've never seen him before. Let me treat him as if he's somebody that I'm trying to get to know. So, and, and not making people the voice of said race. Mm-hmm. Just because I do a certain thing, that doesn't mean all Black people do that. That doesn't mean, you know, uh, or because what, what your, you know, view of what Black people have done in the news or maybe even your own personal life, I shouldn't be treated differently because of that. I'm not those people, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Judge my character on my actions and who I am as a person, not based on some things you've seen on TV or experienced in your life with other <laughs> Black people that I don't even know. Exactly. And- <laughs> 
every black person has an experience where they have been othered. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? It happens often. You know what I'm saying? The it, daily. On the daily. Because it's, you know, and I, I think it's, it, well, not I think. I know it's because of the fact that, you know, some of the spaces that we move into, especially when it comes to management and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe in the singing space for you, um, you know, th- there's not a lot of people that look like us. Right. So we're other in that aspect. And then we're other because of what they associate, you know, to be race. Mm-hmm. Vastly interesting. Automatically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, I was ready to call you yesterday. I, I knew you were kind of, I mean, you you didn't feel any type of way after you found out. About <coughs> but I wanted to give you, you know, instead of just giving the exclusive, I wanted to make sure that you had time to process what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I wasn't like, but I was ready to have a conversation. Like, you know how they treat us in, in, in corporate America. It's not made for us <laughs> black people. It ain't made for us. But now we're like, not allowed. We're not allowed. You know, okay, Reggie, you need to go eat. So <laughs> that may be your hunger talking. You you don't need to have that conversation. <laughs> you know, you know how you know how angry I get sometimes. Being angry, <laughs> you know. But yes, so the first question I want to ask you: Can you believe it? It's twenty two minutes and I ain't asked you a question. Oh no, 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 it's my second question. It's my second question. <laughs> twenty two minutes in. Um, how are you? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Um, you know what? To be completely honest and to be completely transparent with everything that has transpired, mm-hmm. I'm at peace. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly at peace. Um, you mentioned earlier that you, you know, you wanted to make sure I had time to process it. And it's funny because um, you know, and we'll we'll even, you know, touch upon this the situation itself. Um, I got a phone call on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, from whoever is sitting on their couch at home while their baby's screaming in the background as an HR representative. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, baby screaming in the background. I was like, oh, wow. somebody's at home and not, you know, toiling away in the building. All right, you. But good job That's for you working at home, probably making twice as much as I do. But anyway, I digress. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I got a call and, you know, there were some, some things that were said in that call that just I didn't agree with and I felt like um, that my character was being maligned. And one thing I don't do, we will not be maligning my character whatsoever. I have grown tremendously in my life. I have been, you know, there are so many things that I've done that make me a very well-rounded person and make me a very cultured person. And I say that as modestly as I can mm-hmm. to that where something that may have occurred, I'm not going to let you minimize that so i let that be known you know in the phone call and and at that moment i was very upset because you know these things that were mentioned just were honestly just misperceptions based upon you know someone's opinion of the events and we'll go into it i don't mind we we can go into it a little bit after i say all this but um Mm -hmm. i think in that moment i was absolutely upset very upset because Okay. You know, the, the 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 weight of the issues that were, you know, given to me, it's kind of like the writing on the wall. Like, I, I kind of knew, hey, they're coming for you. Get your ducks in a row because mm-hmm. you're going to be up out of here soon. And, um, you know, it lingered Wednesday, Thursday, and then yesterday on my day off. Go figure on your day off, like mm-hmm. Friday. Okay. How'd you get fired on your day off? <laughs> you know, it, um, so honestly, I think after Tuesday, when I had the phone call, um, 
I'm not a very emotional person. I don't do really, really well with um, pessimism or negativity. I don't because I'm always, you know, fun and goofy and silly. Um, it was in that moment where I really just broke down and I did because, and it wasn't even about what was said in the phone call and things like that. It was just a maligning of my character and, and that I don't stand for whatsoever. So um, once, once I got past that moment, okay, I was fine. I know it sounds crazy, especially because of, you know, what's happened since, but once I let all that out, mm-hmm. listen, whatever you choose that you want to do based on what this phone call or whatever was, that's mm-hmm. on you, baby. I'm right. still going to be here and I'm still going to hold my integrity and my values and everything I hold dear here and I'm going to be okay. And I've been okay ever since, to be completely honest. Okay. Um, so you, you obviously had time. This wasn't like a, a, a pull the veil over your eyes kind of thing. And, you know, no, no, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, if it, if it were that <laughs> Chicago Jamal would have come out and we would have been flipping some Z rails and flipping some fixtures and it would have been a whole scene, a whole dramatic exit, <laughs> but I left, you know, holding my head held high. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Angela Bassett in um, how uh, waiting to exhale, seeing mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of burning weird? shit up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> no. then I would be bailing you out. Exactly. I've never been arrested, and I want to keep. Yeah. So we, yeah, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to do that. I'm glad that you chose okay. otherwise. Sir. Um, <laughs> um, so. That is, that is, I, now I understand, you know, why you said what you said yesterday. Cause when I asked you, you were like, no, I'm, I'm okay with, cause you had time to, to process. So absolutely, um, that makes perfect sense because, you know, one thing we have to understand, especially when you're fired or you're, you're in a situation and you're at a job that you, that you like, um, you know, it's almost like a death to you. Mm-hmm. And you have to allow yourself to grieve. I mean, any type of detachment, whether it be, you know, marriage or job wise or, you know, relationships that you have with your friends or whatever, there's a mourning process uh, added. To Absolutely. It. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure as time goes on, you'll probably be, be upset about it, angry about it, mad about it or, you know, indifferent. You know what I'm saying? However way. And I just want to, you know, go on record by saying, please allow yourself to feel those feelings. And once you feel them, let it go. You know, don't don't Absolutely. let it don't let it be the armor that you use to protect you, because the pain is supposed to be temporary. A lot of times what we do as black folks is and that's because of how we were you know, brought into this country is we wear that as a badge of honor. Right. Mm-hmm. And we continue on in life and we like, oh, we're thinking that we're being you know, uh, 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 smart by keeping this here. But what we're doing is we're keeping that there and not allowing other folks to be able to touch, you know, in that way. You're protecting mm-hmm. yourself, you know, from that. So that's what I mean by, you know, let it let it prosper however way it needs to prosper. So you'll be done with it when it's done. So absolutely. And y'all know your boy, your boy done been fired. How many times? I mean, you can't count Verizon five because they got. Well, I guess you can. I mean, they got rid of the position, and then I. So inter- it's more of a laying off, not a fire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they paid me for that. Um, but I, 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 Coles, I was, Coles ain't paid me nothing. <laughs> I mean, I grieved all the same though. Um, but when yeah. my other two jobs that I got let go, I was, I was completely shocked. I had no, um, idea that that had happened. One was on some fuck shit, but the other one was also on some fuck shit too. 
but you know i was young it and, usually and, is yeah I when was you young. look like this it usually is <laughs> true and because, it's funny you know what it's funny you say that if i may i'm sorry oh, go ahead. Um, no, go ahead. you you said um what did you just say you just the said bad you know, it was some it was some fuck shit. oh but, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i think because in my situation um I kind of expected it once I kind of wanted to accelerate my position. I kind of expected it wasn't going to happen. So I was just like, eh. So I kind of prepared for it already. I already did kind of, there were a few people that I told I had an exit strategy anyway, because I knew I wasn't going to be, you know, elevated. So I think that probably helped me to, um, um, you know, grasp it a little bit easier because it was kind of happening. I, I kind of saw the writing on the wall slowly but surely. It was like, okay, okay. I mean, that, that, that definitely makes sense. And, you know, um, what I was gonna say about the, you know, pro well, professionalism or, you know, just when it comes to black folks, you know, I, I wanna let everybody know that HR is not your friend. You might be cool with the HR person. And if you're in management, you're gonna be partnering with them often. And, you know, those things are going to happen because that's what you do as a manager, but they are your friend. And I've realized I've, I've been in situations, you know, as a re not as a recent because the company I'm with now is completely leaps and bounds ahead. Like I am grateful for this job every day. But awesome. I had a circumstance that happened when I was with uh, VZW Verizon um, where I, I needed HR. And the answer that I got was a very cold answer. And it was like, oh, you know, I expected some level of compassion, you know, mm -hmm. from the person because we had interacted in other ways. They obviously come to the store, they talk to you and all this other stuff. So you expect there to be some sense of compassion. But that person was completely void, uh, uh, void of any emotion and was like, hey, this. And it just made me realize, like, oh, OK, I got you. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Made me move a little bit differently uh, as a result. So HR is not your friend. Don't go in there thinking that they are. You know they like to get off everybody and chum. That's a part of their job. You know they're they're like investigators, especially when they're looking for stuff. They want to, you know, disarm you by asking how you are. And you know I ain't saying going on on Monday and be like HRs, you know, whatever. But they're they're there to protect the asset of the business. Exactly. So for anybody who is curious about that, please know that going forward. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've worked in HR myself, so I know that to be true, that at the end of the day, you have to, as an HR representative, you really have to stick to the words of the policies and the company, um, the company's integrity and mm -hmm. everything else just does not matter. It doesn't like no one cares about personal feelings. Nobody cares about intent. Nobody cares about loyalty to the company and anything. And I can even say that from my own personal experience, like nobody cares about that stuff. It's all about, did you do this? Mm. And it says you shouldn't have done this, point blank period. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. the, the funny thing is, is even though they don't deal with feelings, a lot of the stuff that comes from HR is feeling based stuff. Yes, I absolutely. This, because I felt this, this made me feel uncomfortable. So I'm going to HR, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And we know in America, in this world, that there is an exception to every rule. Mm -hmm. the, the and, and there's different in, people that benefit from it more than we do. There you go. I, in the department that I'm in, I see that every <laughs> single day. There's rules and regulations. And then you have this mm -hmm. person 
And it's like, oh, well, they don't fit that rule. So as a result, we're going to, you know, adjust accordingly and, you know, mm -hmm. maybe make a rule as we go. So I don't I don't understand like HR to me needs to kind of like a police, um, you know, presence. It needs a, a complete shift. And yeah. in terms of how it is um, bartered to the employees about what their interest is, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wholeheartedly agree. Um, Absolutely agree. I hate that, you know, HR stands for human resources. But so no many times people of those, none, no humanity whatsoever. It's literally letters and policies. And you're like, what about how I felt? Right. <laughs> Nobody exactly. cared about that? You so know. because this person complained about something I did, regardless mm -hmm. of the reason I did it, it's because of how they feel. Mm -hmm. If this has to happen, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get to the big question here. Um, Go for it. Because your people have been waiting on bated breath by now, right? And I want to draw this out as long as possible. So I'm going to say many, many more words. Uh, pineapple. Um, angel, um, before I get to the question, water, um, and <laughs> uh, cold, uh, light, um, but flag. here's the question that I want to ask you. Um, so do you mind talking about what happened? Or better, yet, before you answer that question. Do you mind taking us through how you felt when they called you on Tuesday with, you know, what they were, the, the writing on the walls, if you will? Mm -hmm. I, I'll actually do a little bit of both. Okay. Um, that way, so you can understand my um, mental. So um, it happened Tuesday, Tuesday morning, or Tuesday afternoon, actually, after I finished my shift. I literally got there like 5.30 or 6 o'clock and was leaving about, you know, I was supposed to be off at 2, and I think my store manager called me into her office at like 1.30. And this HR representative, like I said, somebody sitting at home. I heard kids in the background. I didn't understand what was going on at first. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? what? Why do I hear kids? Are we babysitting? Like, what mm -hmm. are we doing? And she said, I'm, you know, with HR, whatever her, she said her title was. And I was like, HR, okay, whatever. Um, so then, you know, long story short, she, she brought up these, um, you know, these allegations of stuff that I did. Um, and how I harassed an associate or a couple of associates and humiliated a couple of associates and um, what else, what else? Um, violated the social media policy. Here, here's, here's where we, we go. Let's, let's keep it all the way live in 100. So yeah. as far as harassing an associate, um, I, so it was, it was a coworker of mine. I've known this coworker my entire co's career. I um, have hung out with this coworker outside of work. You know, we, we're friends on social media. I know their families. We right. clearly have a relationship outside of the store. Um, for whatever reason, I think it was something about, you know, um, um, whatever the reason was, sure. I think I said, are those bugle boys you're wearing or something to that effect? And okay. He, you know, we joke like that. He says, right. why, yes, yes, they are. And he kind of like tooted it, tooted, like tooted his, his boom boom out, his boom boom, his ass. Right. He, tooted it, he tooted it out. I hit it. And I said something to the effect of, you know, ow, something, 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 or whatever. And, you know, there were a couple people there, probably was confused as to what's going on. 
But we literally sat there and we were both laughing about it. He was laughing, I was laughing. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we moved on. I was, And he specifically said we have that type of relationship, like we do. I've known him all of my entire Coles career. Um, that, that, that happened twice, maybe a couple weeks apart. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, me, that's my friend. That's my, that's my buddy. You know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't think anything of it at all. Um, you know, then, than that. So, what's in that? Real time, I said, I've seen worse things happen than that. And some of the way Facebook. worse, yeah. way yeah. worse, way mm -hmm. worse, even in that particular workplace. Like, come on. So, then there was an incident of me poking um, one of my coworkers' stomachs. And she asked, you know, this HR representative asked me about that. I mentioned that I did that to one of my, my another friend that I had. And I say, friend, you know, you know me long enough to know that I don't use the word friend loosely. I don't have friends at work. So if I say friend, these are people that I know outside of work. So mm -hmm. I hadn't seen this particular friend in a while. I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, you used, and I poked his stomach just like that. I said, you used to be my um, fitness news. Looks like you're slacking off. What's going on? How am I? How are you going to hold me accountable if you're not holding yourself accountable? He, he, he laughed, said something about COVID, da, da 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 You know, we moved on. It was it was joking. So then I mentioned that, and she said, well, that's not even the associate I was talking about. I said, okay, and you're talking about a different associate that happened. Mind you, this is at two other stores, not even at my actual store. Oh, wow. So they went yeah. way back to the way back. Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't way back. This really just happened within the past maybe week or two, or two weeks. Okay. Um, actually, week. It hasn't even been that long. It's literally okay. since one of the incidents was Sunday, and then the other one was probably maybe actually last week, so maybe last Thursday okay. or something okay. when I went to the other store. But both times, it's with people that I've built relationships with, and you know, the situation in and of itself was never, you know, Anything. at no point would I have thought, oh my God, I'm offending this person. This person feels horrible because we talked about it right then and there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's one aspect. Then the um, the humiliation and the the social media those are wrapped into one. So on my Instagram story, I posted a video of one of my coworkers. Um, he was eating some pizza, and he was talking about how he puts ketchup on his pizza, and I called him nasty. I was like, "That's nasty. Ew, that's nasty." Y'all see him? He's nasty. You know, and then there was another coworker in the in the break room. I was in the break room. There was another mm -hmm. coworker, and I said, um, "And speaking of nasty, look at her. She's nasty." Mind mm -hmm. you, <laughs> in doing this, okay, I'm in the break room. I'm on my break in the break room, but I guess it, you know, Coles was identifiable. Okay, um, so I don't know if I. I'm pretty sure that the second person did not. We have that type of relationship. The first person may have said something to someone or maybe someone else witnessed it and then they said something. Um, so that said, um, at no point did I feel like, oh my God, I'm humiliating someone. Like we were laughing. We were literally sitting there laughing. It's not in my story anymore, but it's definitely in my archive. I could play it. You will see every single one of us involved laughing, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. laughing. Then another story, um, I, I mentioned discipline problems. Um, when I was talking about a customer that called in and wanted us to bring something to her car, 
because she wasn't even parked in one of the designated spots. I mentioned that. And then there was another coworker um, that I said was in my business um, because I think I said, good morning. She's like, good morning, it's five o'clock. I said, you in my business, don't do that. We laughed, Mm -hmm. we laughed. Mm -hmm. So then those were the issues she was bringing to the table. And I was sitting here looking at her like, is this really happening? Like, what are you talking about? What? And then she even brought up like a social media, a Twitter post that I posted in 2018, September of 2018, where I got a counseling then about the social media policy, mind you, three and a half years ago, where she, um, where I think I said, um, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't, you know, don't have a tweet pulled up, but um, no, I remember exactly what I said, just not maybe word for word, but it was a customer, I was at the another store, location, the customer said something about, I'm not going to shop at Kohl's anymore because y'all carry Nike products. And I was like, well, I mean, I, I'm, as I'm talking to the customer, well, why do you feel that way? They, Nike doesn't want you to stand up for the flag, Nike this, Nike that. And I said, well, where else won't you be shopping? Because a lot of places sell Nike. Mm-hmm. I said that. The customer was like, well, I guess I need to limit where I'm shopping because this is unacceptable. Let me get out of this store. I said, have a great day. In the tweet, I referenced what happened. That was that was a violation of social media policy. So now, just to take it back to the actual day, when I'm sitting here listening to these things, I got really upset, really irate, not because of the actions themselves. You can ask anybody that was involved in any of the phone calls. I completely admitted to everything that happened. It, I did not lie. I did not. I did not embellish. I did not make up. I said, this is what happened. This is why it happened. Um, I think I was upset because like I mentioned before, it felt like my character was being maligned and I was being, you know, kind of positioned as some kind of prey upon, Mm -hmm. you know, subordinates or something like that. And it, it really became that. And I was very, I was very upset at that because like I mentioned, the first person who, you know, I, I hit on his butt, I did it. I absolutely did it. I sure did. I didn't do it because, oh my God, your ass looks amazing. I didn't do it because let me squeeze it and feel it. None of that happened. It was literally poked out, pow, da 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they tried to make it seem as if, you know, he went along with it because of my title and my position in the building. In all honesty, that particular person, you know, isn't a direct I don't report to him whatsoever, but he's on the same level of my boss's boss's, my boss's 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 boss. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand how my level had anything to do with it, how he felt. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, overall, I've, in my in my 11 year career with that company, I've never once, I've never once tried to assert myself as anything other than Jamal. I've never once said you have to do this because I'm your manager. You have to do this because you're a cashier or you're this. I, I've never been that. And anybody who's ever worked with me will absolutely agree with that because I'm a team player. I've always been the type of person to say, hey, can you help me do such and such and such? And such? I've, I've never in my entire, not even just Coles, but in my entire retail career, have ever asked anybody to do anything I A, couldn't do by myself, or B, wouldn't do with them. Never, never, ever, ever, ever. (laughs) 
So for anyone to try to say otherwise really upset me because I know who I am as an associate. I know who I am as a person. And I just really hated that they were painting this picture that um, it was anything other than what it was. So I was upset and I definitely was not very nice with HR. And at that point, I didn't care because I kind of felt like yeah, we mentioned was, earlier, HR isn't your friend. It was pointless. This was they just wanted to get mm-hmm. the it on the books so they can say they had a conversation with you. Yep. Exactly. Especially when they referenced something from three and a half years ago. I was mm-hmm. like, are we really doing this when the probationary period from that particular incident was 90 days? So that expired in December of 2018. But we're going to bring that back up to add weight to some of these uh, other things. That's what we're doing. OK, I see so, where you're going. So do you think someone told on you? Oh, absolutely. 100% yes. And I can't wait to actually post this to my feed so this person can actually see that I know that that's what happened. Um, And I want them to think about it. And I want them to to revel in the fact that they did that. And and to be completely honest, I don't hold any ill will against that person. If I saw that person right now, I would definitely tell that person how I felt. And then, you know, that person can apologize or feel however they feel like feeling. But I would definitely let that person know how I feel. And I still might. I still might reach out to the person and say, you know, how it looks to me, since we're talking about feelings and how you felt, how it looks to me is that you did all of these things to get me out of the way or to superimpose yourself and make yourself look good, which is well and good for retail if that's what you feel like you need to, to if, if that's what you feel like you need to do to advance. A lot of you, feel I'm like not they that type of person. That. A lot of people feel like they need to step on where you came from. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because uh, you may represent something that they don't like and they, you know, end up having an internal vendetta against you and they use this as yeah. an opportunity to be able to. So I I, I, uh, I completely understand. We're going we gonna to probably have to end up doing a, a part two. Uh, <laughs> that was, and I just want to say that the thing that pisses me off about that situation is you know, I'm pretty sure there was some other things that were there that they didn't talk about. And I'm sure race had something to do with it. I'm pretty sure homosexuality, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 um, you know, the implication of uh, uh, a homosexuality with smacking the ass kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, America and, you know, a lot of people like to use those as catalysts to, to hate others. Absolutely. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, in their decision, they, I, I, ultimately, I know the company felt like you were a liability, but real, realistically, it, that wasn't the case. It's so far from them because they sound like small. So far. You know, that, um, <laughs> and, you know, one thing about HR and people in general is if you poke holes, you're going to find it. If you mm-hmm. ask people, you're going to find something. And on any given day, anybody can be looked under as a, under a microscope and looked at as someone who's, you know, breaking the status quo or, or whatever. So, you Absolutely. know, my, my heart goes out to you for that situation. And I, and I, I do want to share one of my own. Um, a few years back, I was working at this company. I'm not going to name them uh, because... Please do. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I'm not, but they know who they are. Uh, long story short, um, I was working at this company and it was a really weird setup. Um, I got hired in as an assistant manager. And the setup, the reason why I say it was weird is I had three locations, one in Orlando, one in Leesburg, and then one in Summerfield. Leesburg oh, I know where we're talking about. And Summerfield are not close at all. 
Mm -mm, so, but anyway, that's what we had to do. So one particular day, I was actually uh, at this one location in Summerfield. And I was uh, on the phone with my nephew who lived with me at the time. And I was setting some expectations for him. And long story short, I said in a conversation, I said, nigga, then we're. Um, and, you know, just casually, because I'm having a conversation with him. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't I, whether I was on the clock or not. It was a personal phone call. So mm -hmm. the person who was not white heard it and they felt offended by that word. Not because it was solely because they could not say it. And they said that if I said it, it would be something different. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, well, okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry that you, you heard that. I apologize. And he was like, my customer heard that. And I'm like, first of all, I'm over here. You're on the phone over here. Okay. Well, I, I apologize. Okay. You know, I mean, there's nothing I can do about it at this point. Move on. Three months later, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, no, not the day after Thanksgiving, but there was a little bit of a break. And then I think it was like Cyber Cyber Monday, if I'm not mistaken. So I come into work, mm -hmm. as I normally do. They come in the office and they said, you know, we wanted to let you know that, you know, we're terminating your employment. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Right. That situation was three months before. At this point, they I now my 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 suit my manager did ask me questions about it. And I was like, yeah, I said it. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling after that conversation, I felt like I was exposed. I felt like I also felt like he didn't have my back either. And I also felt, I mean, three things that I felt. I felt like I couldn't trust anybody. The interesting thing about that company is before I first started. And this is when I learned my lesson. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything on my social media again. I Before I started there, I got the job and they were searching for people, you know, because they found out that my name was Reginald, too. That was their old manager, the one that had got fired. So they were looking. I was like, oh, I know they didn't hire him again. So they found my social <laughs> media page, which at the time I didn't know anything about being private or anything. I mean, I should, but I didn't. They went and they searched on it. And I said something along the lines like, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting, y'all. It's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting ride. Pray for me. They called me into the office and, you know, I, I've been, I worked with HR before and I was denial, denial, denial is the best. For, I was like, hmm, what? I don't know. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Mm -mm, that don't, no. I mean, I know myself, that don't sound like something I would do. So they couldn't do nothing about it because I wouldn't go. And then I went and I made my private uh, my page private after that because they, you know, they're going based on the words that the employees said. They don't know for sure. And what they were looking for is for me to be like, oh, yeah, I said that. Mm -hmm. I was like, mm -mm, I don't even know what 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 could I have said? Knowing I knew what exactly I knew the post that I said that I said it. <laughs> right. Huh. Um. So I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm, no, that don't say, mm -mm, mm -mm. so when this situation came up, I was like, mm, okay, I got it. They finally got me. And how the story came out is the HR person, um, Dora was her name. <laughs> you know, cause you a shady little something, but Dora came up 
Dora the Explorer. <laughs> and was visiting the store. And this young lady who was vying for my position was like, oh, so-and-so, because she wasn't involved in the situation. She heard the story from that person. Oh, tell them about what happened with Reggie. Tell them. Tell them what happened. And I'm pretty sure because it was all no black people there at that location. I know they said the word. I'm, I'm pretty sure they said the word. And she goes, oh, you know, she obviously needs to investigate because she's an HR person. And it's like, how did this even become a part of this whole situation of whether I can do the job or whatever the case may be? Yeah, so they, they let me go. They let me go. But I will tell you this. I worked harder than I ever did to make sure that I kept this house over my roof and there would not be any disturbance in, in our lives. Me and Carlos went, went on a cruise that year. And I had, you know, another job with the company Sprint. Y'all heard how I talked about them. Um, from <laughs> I, had to, I had to grin and bear it. I had to take that $10.30 an hour, you know, to just make it. And now I'm in a position where I'm able to, you know, have a little bit of disposable income and control my own life. And I'm not bound by the hands of, of, of what the rat race of retail does to us sometimes, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, you know, for a long time I was conflicted about that. And then after a while I was like, you know what? That was some fuck shit because it's a, you mad because you can't say the word and y'all can tell y'all can say however way y'all want to look at it. Y'all can tell me that I'm wrong or whatever the case may be. I mean, that I, I no longer work at that store. Uh, I no longer work there, so there's nothing they can say or do, you know, um, that's going to put me in jeopardy. Of, But that was just my perception of it. And I, I know it had everything to do. And that was before the whole Black Lives Matter like situation got as mm -hmm. the feverish pitch it gotten in the um, in 2020, where they started really taking a listen to our stories and understanding the road that we navigate and that we are up against every aspect of this world in any way possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I worked at the other company, uh, cell phone company that I work with, I remember when I was in management, they told me how emotional I was too emotional, too emotional, too emotional, too emotional to the point where I got in my head, like you can't be emotional to be able to do this job. But you want me to be able to give people passes and nuance based on emotion like don't write them up you're too emotional like you can't have it both ways you know what i'm exactly. saying if we're going to accept the gray we need to accept the gray in all aspects mm -hmm. because you may be somebody who happens to be late but this particular day you were late because your mama died and you wanted to show up to work so that should be taken in consideration mm -hmm. not fired because you didn't had 10 other times you've been late Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or you had a, a, a moment where a customer pushed you to your limits and you didn't know how you was going to react. So you said something that wasn't per that wasn't nice, mm -hmm. which happens because like Tupac said, ain't no yeah. killer don't push me. And that day I was pushed. But every mm -hmm. other day before that, the 365 days that I've worked there or how many years I worked there, I've had nothing but good things from mm -hmm. customers. So it's just mind boggling to me 
that this is the experience. So just people in general. And mm-hmm. people want to know why folks didn't go back to work in droves after the pandemic. This shit. This. Why would I work <laughs> and then on top of that, you ain't paying me nothing. Ooh, because I could show you my pay stub. You Ooh. know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, I'm going to get the stimulus check. Yes, I'm going to uh, take this this money. Yes, I'm going to flip that. Get a degree and go do something else. No, I'm not going back to McDonald's. Are you kidding me? I've done enough. Thank you so much for the experience. I got to go. Thank you. Next. You know? <laughs> so with, with that being said, I want to tell you guys that we have come to the end of this topic tonight. Oh. <laughs> we are going to do a part two. We are going. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Because we need to have this conversation. This conversation went there. And uh, I, I just want to tell you, thank you so much, Jamal, for, for, for coming out. You did not disappoint. I love you, my brother. I'm here for you. Anything that you need. Love you, too. Please let me know. And I'm here for you. You need a, uh, uh, what do they call those? Referral. References. I need a stimulus check from Reggie's Expressions. Reparations, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, you guys know where to find me. Like every time cash, I have to put my cash app under here. Put my cash app. Get a GoFundMe going. You know what? I'm going to do that in the edit afterwards. All right. I'm going to do that in the edit. So I got you. For real. You think I'm playing? I'm dead ass. So I'm going to be back on you. Um, because they, they're going to be in for a treat with this conversation. But you guys know, I do this for uh, Yvonne uh, Price Garner. She was the one that gave birth to me, and my mom didn't have a voice. And every day I do whatever I can to honor her. And this is an example. Of because she didn't get an opportunity to, to speak her truth, so I get an opportunity to do that. And I do not take it lightly. So thank you Amen. guys for the opportunity that you have given me to be able to do this. And you guys can find me at Reggie's Expressions, R-E-G-G-E-E. Apostrophe S expression on Facebook. <laughs> I'm trying to be bending light right now. Facebook and uh, YouTube. And you can also find me at Reggie's underscore expressions on uh, Instagram. So with that being said, you guys have a good rest of your night. Part two coming soon. Thank you so much, Jamal. Hang back. Of course. All right. Have a good rest of your night, guys. Peace. <laughs> If you are looking for authentic Mexican and you live in the Koi area, shop no more. I have the best place for you. The name of this place is called Taqueria El Alacran. It is actually located at 758 South Bluford Avenue in Koi, Florida. Now, me and Carlos found this place a few years ago uh, when we first moved to Koi, and we have been in love ever since. Every time we go there, we get myself y'all know i am i'm not i'm a little too picky and i get the same thing every time the one thing i can say is every time i've gone to that place the food has always been great they have burritos they have authentic mexican dishes like chuletas which is carlos's favorite thing mine i actually like the quesadillas so i got an opportunity to speak to this young man who owns this place who um is now a sponsor of reggie's expressions Decided I'll let you guys know about that. And he has a very interesting story. He is very passionate about food and he loves 
just being able to make people happy through their stomachs, okay? Now, just so you guys know, I'm actually going to be interviewing this gentleman, so you'll be able to hear his story come pretty soon and how he was able to get everything started. But again, if you are looking to go down and get some authentic Mexican home-style food um, and it's the place to be, please go down and stop by. Taqueria El Alacran. <laughs> Y'all know Spanish ain't my first language, so hopefully I didn't butcher that too bad. And they're located at 758 South Bluford Avenue in Ocoee, Florida. Thanks, guys, for listening to another episode. Let's get back to Reggie's Expressions. Reggie's Expressions is brought to you by Soko Garn Productions, LLC.